Hey, this is Buzz with the Buzz in Education. Thanks so much for joining me today on the broadcast. Here I talk all about ideas and insights and inspiration all around technology. And today, specifically, we're going to talk about education technology. Uh, everyday teachers are working tirelessly to encourage students uh, who feel disconnected from school uh, or they find that what they're learning is totally irrelevant. Uh, nothing unusual there, right? Uh, connecting students to their interest is no easy task, uh, but I have with me today on the show someone who has a unique understanding of what it takes to lead students to discover what they're interested in and potentially what they even might be doing as a career. Joining me is Stuart Foster. After 22 years as an educator and career instructor, the misfortune of a severe broken leg brought him to a crossroads, a decision that he had to consider in the past. But during this recovery, it came to grips with it. He has now joined Knowledge Matters, a company that is impacting students with a virtual and interactive learning experience that provides simulations for students to develop their talents in all sorts of industries like food service, hospitality, retailing, sports management, manufacturing, and many, many more. And as he put it, there was only one company I would work for if I wasn't teaching, and that one was Knowledge Matters. Hey, Stuart, welcome to the show. Hey, Buzz, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a uh, great ride being in education all these years. And just like you said, there's uh, there was only one company I was looking for uh, to work for, and that was Knowledge Matters. And uh Boy, I'm sure it's just been a great uh, decision to come here so far. I know that you went out to St. Louis for a spell and then came back to your home state and uh, ended up working for uh, Woodburn School District. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, out of college, I was an economics major and uh, ended up working in the financial sector. I uh, worked for a brokerage firm back in, back in St. Louis and uh, just... After my wife got through her grad program, just sort of sat there and thought, what did I really want to do? Uh, how could I really impact, make an impact? And, you know, a lot of us at, at 24, 25 years old, we think we want to change the world and, and do what we can. And so uh, I had the call to kind of go back to teaching. And that was, it's been in my family for a long time. And um, I think I'm a third or fourth generation teacher. Um, as well. I mean, school is one room schoolhouse kind of stuff is, is where my family has come from. And uh, I uh, made the decision to get into education and go back to Oregon. And uh, I, I just really felt like that was something I wanted to do. And when they called me up for student teaching, they said, hey, where do you want a student teach? I said, hey, you know, give me the most challenging situation. And that's kind of how I ended up in Woodburn. Uh, Woodburn Woodburn is a cool place. It's a, definitely a different part than the rest of the state of Oregon. Uh, my, uh, my classes were traditionally somewhere between 85 and 100% uh, Hispanic and English language learners. Uh, students that had come up from whose families had immigrated from different parts of Mexico, different parts of Central America, including El Salvador and Nicaragua. And so it was just a, a very interesting place to work and teach um, and try to bring, you know, my students of Woodburn into, you know, the life in America to be how to be successful in the United States. I think so, yeah. you uh, told me in one of the conversations that we've had recently that you felt like you were kind of a football coach through it because you came through middle school for sixth and seventh grade and then ended up in high school teaching marketing and business. And uh, that was a, a, a really cool uh, jump uh, in the in your in your whole continuum of teaching. Talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah, you know, the, the the thing about high school football coaches that most people, you know, realize is usually you're you're really busy. I mean, those high school football coaches, they work their their tail off all the time and they're not, you know, they're working, staying late, watching film, they're doing everything. And um, you know, as far as a, a marketing and business teacher, um, well, first of all, I spent several years teaching middle school and, and really kind of got my feet and my bearings in me in education. Uh, and then I got the opportunity to take over the business program at our high school. And, uh, you know, I really began to equate the level of the level of work I had to do to uh, that high school football coach. I mean, we were running not only six, seven classes a day, but we're also running a, a student store. Uh, basically, I would... Uh, run that student store with students. You know, never had a lunch. And, uh, and then on top of that, we did the CTSO organization, uh, which is DECA in this case. And, and that is another, just another, just huge commitment. So uh, shout out there, out there to all my uh, business and marketing teachers that uh, you guys do it all. It's, it, it's, it's a tough job. Yeah. Well, the, the story about the uh, student store was uh, a whole lesson on self-sufficiency and, and real, and just uh, gritting it out because uh, uh, you guys had a bit of a, of a problem at the school uh, where you went underwater a bit. Was that the case? Yeah. So we, you know, initially there wasn't a store situation set up. So when I first got back in 2009, started doing this position, I, with, with teaching business and marketing, I, uh, we were on a cart that my father-in-law and I built together. And then uh, the next year they put us into uh, a situation that was the store uh, actually about, yeah. And then we were in that specific, we were in that space for a couple of years. And then, uh, in 2012, there was a major fire at the school while we were on campus. And, uh, by, by putting out that fire, there were about eight feet of water in my student store. So I lost the space, lost all my inventory. Um, that was a super big struggle, but you know, just like contingency plans, mm-hmm. uh, you couldn't have uh, predicted that one, but a contingency plan, you know, we ended up working out of a, out of a closet for a while. Uh, and then we got kicked out of that and then we even moved back into another cart again. So I like the, I like the mobility yeah. idea. That's kind of like <laughs> you're bringing it the store well, to, the, to the kids. Um, but I think it teaches also perseverance, which is, you know, a tough thing to teach because you, uh, you can talk about it, but when, Humanly, when you go through trials and tribulations, uh, they they grow us, and that certainly must have been a uh, the type of thing that grew those kids uh, dramatically. Because you know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, and that was where you know they didn't quit, right? No, they didn't quit. We, we, they, we couldn't quit. I mean, as a Title One school district, we struggled. You know, coming up with funds to have kids go on uh, trips or go to conferences to, to further their education. And so the, the key to making all that work was that student store, because we were able to make enough money mm-hmm. to be able to pay for those kids, to, to pay for their registration fees or, you know, help them pay for, a, you know, a flight to a to an event somewhere, which is, you know, in a lot of cases across the United States and these these business clubs like DECA, mm-hmm. you know, a parent will just write the check. Yeah, definitely. No, and, and, and just to jump in so that the listing audience might have some context. If you don't know what DECA is, they've been around for a while. It's the Distributive Education Clubs of America is what it stands for. Uh, it is a student organization, 75 years old uh, and growing, 175,000 members, and they're in over 3,200 high schools across the country. So uh, that is a, that's a pretty big deal, right? 
Yeah, it's a huge deal. And, and uh, it's not even just the United States. It's Canada and Mexico, Japan. Uh, there, there are these people that this from around the world now, they call it the International uh, ICDC, the International Conference, is really where students go compete on an international level. And uh, I was super fortunate to have at least one of my kids in, in the years I do it qualify for the international. Some schools have kids qualify every year, but uh, in my case, I only had one group qualify and go and compete over several years. Wow. So let's uh, push forward a little. In 2009, uh, you became acquainted with a product called Knowledge Matters and began running simulations for your students and uh, light bulb on, huh? I found Knowledge Matters through DECA. Uh, DECA and Knowledge Matters partnered years ago uh, when the one of the president of DECA uh, came through and was watching some students plays of this simulation. Uh, and he was just like, man, I'm sold. This is great. And so the DECA combined or works with uh, Knowledge Matters now and does these virtual business challenges uh, where they compete. And so I learned about Knowledge Matters through DECA. And uh, so I decided, OK, well, it's good enough for DECA. I'm going to try it. And my kids and back in 2009, 2010. Man, when I first started this, they were just jumping gangbusters. So I was like, hey, I got a winner. Yeah. And I've got something here that's going to work with kids. And even the first year I did it, uh, I had a state champion from Oregon uh, in there. And they he realized, uh, his name was Alex. He realized just how much hard, how hard work it is, how much hard work it is to actually compete and win and, and be successful. And, you know, that guy later now is a, has a thriving accounting business. And, yeah. you know, it all kind of, that all goes back to sort of like that beginning sort of like, ah, it's a super visual super interactive simulation where they teach, it teaches the kids quite a bit. Also, it's a great vetting tool because it, it makes you know what you like and what you don't like and what you're really good at and maybe what you're not so great at. Um, so suffice it to say, you found a real jewel in this terrific tool, right? Yeah, it's been one of those things. And, and Knowledge Matters has just grown from a just a few simulations uh, that originally they would send you the discs in. And, and now it's a web-based simulation program with nine different simulations. And Man, it's so cool because the kids get a chance to try out like a hotel simulation or try out a restaurant simulation to figure out what it's really like to be in those shoes, to, to be the manager of of that of that uh, type of business. And yeah, we have the tendency from the outside looking in that go, oh, I could do that. That's easy. And then when you get in it, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Not so easy. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, and it's, it's a gem I use in my classes ever since because, I mean, I would ha- literally have kids come back to me and I'll, I'll run into them at target and they'll say, Hey, Mr. Foster, how are you doing? I'll be like, great. Hey, so are you still running those business simulations in class? I can remember working on those so hard to try to make sure I, I hit my profit numbers and hit my goals. And yeah. I, you know, I, that speaks to itself. A kid that's been out of high school three or four years coming back to me and saying, and remembering that, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and so I really knew I had a winner this whole time. And even even during COVID, you know, I'm on online with my students. You know, I had you know kids spending six, you know six seven hours trying to get through the pro, trying to get through the simulations and 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 some of the uh, projects at the end. And I mean, it's just like the kids are really really into it, and I real and I so I really enjoyed it. As we push forward a little bit more in the timeline, uh, about a year ago. You had a bit of a problem, uh, a broken leg, uh, and to be specific, a spiral fracture, which takes a, a while to heal, uh, to say the least. Uh, so 
Talk, talk a little bit about what happened there, and uh, we'll get to the backside of that in just a second. So my son and I went up and skied all morning and uh, skied all afternoon. And then the last run of the day, of course, the last run of the day, I uh, as I'm heading down a black diamond, I just in some powder and got, a, got myself turned around a little bit. And as it happens in skiing and my binding didn't pop off. <laughs> Uh, and I was alone. My son had already given, had already uh, retired for the day. And so I said, oh, you know, I'll do this last run. And then I missed something. The bind, the ski boot didn't pop out mm. and my leg snapped and went right up the, it, literally the, the brake went right up the, the tibia. And yeah. Oh, and so uh, 16 screws in a metal plate later, I, uh, I have uh, dealt with all of this and it's, it's been a pretty big trial and yeah. uh gotten through it though. Yeah. Yep. And during that convalescence, uh, you got thinking about this company, Knowledge Matters, and uh, how fond you were of them. And uh, that led to a different decision. Knowledge Matters was acquired by a company called eDynamic Learning this year. And um, a, during that time, I contacted their, their eDynamics person said, hey, you know, Knowledge Matters is great. Why? Well, tell me a little bit about your company. And uh, that was eDynamic Learning, which is more of an online textbook uh, sort of situation for, for business and CTE programs. And I was like, hey, if, if you guys are lining up, let's hear, let me hear your pitch. And he walked me through his pitch. And, and I was just like, hey, you know, this is, this is great. Man, this company, Knowledge Matters, has got it where it's at. If I ever have the opportunity for, to work with that company, I'm going to. And I, I, I would like to work for that company someday. And you know, that's the kind of things I hear from my students all the time about, oh, I want to go work for Nike or I want to go work for the Dallas Cowboys or, or you know, and I was like, you know, gosh, I really believe in this product. And, and so you know, the the position wasn't posted or anything like that. And I just sent, you know, happened to send my resume on and just said, hey, I love your guys' product. I'm not interested in working for anybody else right now, but, you know, and, and there we go. And yeah. so 22 years, I, I, it was kind of like serendipity or, or fate or something. Sure. I just decided it just kind of came down my way. And I was like, hey, absolutely. These guys know what's going on. Um, they are creating these amazing products for kids around the country. Yeah. Well, I, I think it uh, it's a great one-two punch when you think about e-dynamic learning in combination with Knowledge Matters. One of the considerations that you probably are thinking about is I think you saw in both companies this continuous improvement and updating of their products to meet, you know, the changing needs of students. It wasn't static or stale. Um, and a lot of times you see people create products and things and they go, you know, it's it's good. And, you know, and they don't really have a muscle that twitches that says, how can we make it? you know, that much better because it feels like it's done, right? Um, it doesn't, you know, both eDynamic Learning and, and Knowledge Matters don't have that approach. They're constantly reevaluating and future-proofing, if you will, or beating down obsolescence on their products. Um, and I think you and I talked a little bit about uh, that as it impacted your students, uh, the, the literacy toolbar for students that uh, needed uh, text-to-speech you know, read aloud options and, and dictionaries and highlighters and things of that, uh, you know, nature, those really made Im big improvements, right? Yeah. So that when I, that was the, the main reason I chose to add that e-dynamic part to my classroom was because, you know, everybody's got a textbook to sell. Everyone's got, and everybody's got some different things, but that are their, but their bells and whistles. But with e-dynamic, what I really liked was that idea that I could, my students could press play, and listen to it being read to them. And again, and if you look at back at my, my, my school district, 
with all of our English language learners, that was so, so important as long as well with some of our uh, special education students that are, are on that are struggling with reading or struggling with uh, dyslexia or all sorts of different things. They're able to, to still learn and access the curriculum really, really well. And, and then with the knowledge matters part, the piece, the, the visual stimulation of these simulations is like, oh, my gosh, this is where. Kids want to be and kids want to be actually interested in doing it. Yeah. So, well, I think one of the other pieces that, again, that you and I touched on in a previous conversation was around, uh, you know, we tag uh, compliance, which meets the 508 requirement that uh, people want to fulfill. And it serves students who are deaf or hard of hearing or blind, you know, or have some visual impairment, as well as those that have dyslexia or cognitive uh, challenges. Uh, And that that's a big deal. In fact, I think it's one of the standards things that uh, talk about equity and access and inclusion. Uh, there's a fair population of students, as you know, you've, you've dealt with them yourself, that, that this really meets them at their, at their most critical need, right? Right. Yeah. And I was supposed to uh, have a student even this semester, this time right year uh, in my class that was blind. And I, I was really worried at first about how I was going to allow that student, or, you know, or serve that student in a way that was going to be, you know, realistic and helpful. And, and, and as soon as I found out about those, I was like, Oh my gosh, we can, we can apply the jaws, which, which was basically what the program would allow him to access everything on knowledge matters and the EDL websites. Uh, it was it allowed them to, to see everything, which is, Absolutely what we should have for everybody, equity, equity across the board. It's, it's uh, sometimes difficult to look back at the impact that you have on your students. And, uh, and it's not because you don't want to. It's sometimes you don't have the, the scale of, of time to do that uh, as you inherit new kids uh, every year and, and at different times of the year. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to follow where the students go after you've, you've influenced them. And, uh, I wanted you to kind of touch on a story that you were kind of sharing with me about a student who joined a marketing company in Oregon and uh, the whole thing uh, took a completely uh, terrific turn. I wanted you to go ahead and tell that story real quick. This student's name is Miguel. Miguel's family uh, came to Woodburn and his mom was an undocumented uh, person that didn't have the correct documentation. And and so during his later part of elementary school, uh, Miguel and his family uh, it wasn't just Miguel, but they all of them were deported to Mexico or his mother was deported to Mexico and they, they all had to go back. Um, meanwhile, they, they tried to get the right documentation to get back into the country uh, to, to fulfill their dream of being in the United States. And they ended up going back into the United States, coming back into Woodburn again several years later. And I met Miguel as a middle schooler initially when I was teaching middle school. And you know, he's this great guy, great smile, great personality, worked really, really hard, uh, had a good relationship with all of his with his with his teachers and uh, just a good overall guy. And, and then as I moved into the high school and took over the business position, he had also moved in. So I really got to know him over the years. And as he, he competed and played sports in high school, did DECA, was a 4.0 student, uh, ended up getting a nice, huge scholarship into colleges, into a college. And uh, and then eventually he and he was in that business class and did all did all of my my curriculum. But then he uh, got got into college and then he was he was a marketing and business major. And he, uh, you know, just like every kid today, they thought, you know, I really want to go work for Nike. Well, he got what's what in sometimes in these situations, 
students of color need, uh, you know, have, have gotten opportunities to. And so he got an opportunity to interview with three companies out of college. Wow. Uh, and one the two companies happened to be Nike. Two of the three companies happened to be Nike and Wyden and Kennedy. And if you're not familiar with Wyden and Kennedy, that is the famous advertising firm that uh, has done all of the Nike uh, marketing for, for the past, gosh, 30 years. And so uh, Miguel ended up getting an offer from Wyden and Kennedy first, and he had 24 hours to accept, uh, which is crazy because he was able to tell this story and he was able to communicate and able to talk and explain all of his life. And, um, and then he, and so he accepted because he had to. And then the next day, of course, he got the call from Nike that, <laughs> that he got the job offer from Nike as well, but he had already accepted it widened in Kennedy. And so the thing about Miguel is that Miguel had had all of these experiences and these really hard things happen in his life. Um, you know, his family used to play soccer and soccer was a very big passion. And his father would always say, you know, guys, you know, we haven't been scoring many goals lately. Um, and, but then once he started working for Wyden and Kennedy, you know, those, those goals really came and they started hit, came in and he started, you know, just being super successful at Wyden and Kennedy. Uh, and, and then eventually while he's at Wyden and Kennedy, um, he decided, you know what, I, I, I need to figure out how to not just help the, the, the best and the coolest companies in the world with their ad campaigns. I need to jump and, and, and start looking at how I can help Hispanic businesses grow in the United States. And so he actually was, he had handed in his resignation letter, was, was going to hand it to his boss at Widen Kennedy and, you know, tell them that, thanks, you know, it's, it's been a great ride, at, in, but I'm going to try to do something else where I'm really wanting to go a different direction. And Widen Kennedy said, whoa, why don't you do, wait, do this for us? And so they actually gave him a full, you know, you know, kind of an idea, his own kind of pilot program Jeez. about how to how to help Hispanic communities. Um, and then, you know, the, the and then sadly, Miguel lost his mother to cancer uh, about about a year and a half ago. And Jeez. Miguel, again, they were feeling like they were just down and struggling. But Miguel and his and his and his friends from high school, these these same guys that. I watched grow up through seven years of high school. They, they decided to give back to their community in, in, in memory of Miguel's mother. And so these 25, 26 year old guys are starting to, they, they, they started an annual scholarship. It's only 5,000 bucks, but between these, these guys, they're giving out scholarships now at 25, 26, 27 years old, giving back to their community. So kids can have the same opportunities that they had in college and they had in life just just to help a little bit more help pay for college. And, you know, that's that idea. You, you could say it's, a it, you know, Miguel is just one story, but there, there, I have, you know, dozens and dozens of more stories like Miguel. These kids that have just just been really, really successful because they have had this introduction to CTE and CTE programs and, and just making them feel really comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think sometimes people like to think that, well, you've made something from nothing. And I would argue that CTE teachers and those instructors out there reveal to kids that they have something. And then at that point, these kids like Miguel make something of something 
And that, and, and it's not from scratch. It's not from zero. They have it in them. And you guys do such a great job of revealing it. And, and in no small way, the tools that you've used with Knowledge Matter and EDL, uh, helps reinforce and empower that. And, um, you know, the emotion and heart you put into it, um, you know, that just goes above and beyond anything that, uh, that we, anybody can create, you know, and I think kids feel that authenticity of, of care and, and direction and, and guidance. And, uh, once they feel like you're on their side, you saw what happened. I mean, you've seen what happened, that this is just really a cool thing that you allow kids to see something and make something of something. And, uh, again, uh, I just appreciate, you know, what you've done. And, and now I think at, at scale, you get to impact a lot more kids. I just can't wait to hear what's the, <laughs> some more stories from, uh, Stuart. Uh, so, uh, my thanks to you, uh, for sharing your inspiring story today with everybody. And, you know, shout out again to all of those business marketing, CTE teachers, the cabinet making teachers, the automotive techs, yeah. the diesel techs, the cosmetology teachers, man, they are out there every day trying to make sure that kids have a future that is something that they want to do. They're excited about. And uh, boy, it's been, it's been a great ride. And I'm just excited to continue it on the next, the next chapter. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of the Buzz in Education. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Stuart Foster and listening to his inspiring stories and journey. And for more information on Knowledge Matters, go to knowledgematters.com. That's knowledgematters.com, where you too can learn more about providing insight and discovery into student careers and simulations that they do so well. And until next time, this is Buzz with the Buzz on Education, and we'll be talking with you soon. Keep learning.